A six-year-old girl in Dallas, Texas, found an innovative way to get herself a new toy. Instead of begging her parents, she simply went to the family's digital assistant, Alexa. By stating, Alexa, order me a dollhouse, an order for a KidCraft Sparkle Mansion dollhouse was placed and eventually shipped to her house. However, this girl learned the lesson that crime does not pay. Her parents donated the dollhouse to a children's hospital instead. Now, if you thought the story would stop there, you're wrong. A social media post about this incident was picked up by CW6 News in San Diego. At the end of the story, one anchor commented and incredulously said, So all she had to say was, Alexa, order me a dollhouse? At the sound of those words, Amazon Echoes across San Diego began ordering dollhouses. People across the internet have reported similar stories. One commenter said that he jokingly asked Alexa to order him a pizza, and Alexa partially complied, ordering him a $140 pizza maker instead. Now, depending on how you look at it, that could be one expensive pizza or the start to saving money by making it at home instead of ordering delivery. However, the problems with digital assistants such as Google Home, Apple's HomePod, or Amazon's Echo extend far beyond unwanted orders. One couple reported that a private conversation was recorded by their Amazon Echo and then sent to one of the husband's employees without his knowledge. Amazon investigated and later explained that the device misunderstood several items during that conversation, resulting in the device thinking the couple wanted the conversation recorded and sent. So with all of these incidents in mind, on today's show, we're going to discuss the subject, how to protect your privacy with a digital assistant. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. As useful as digital assistants can be, they do raise privacy concerns. Some people have chosen to never get one, while others view the potential privacy issues as less important than the benefits that they provide. Ultimately, the choice is up to you. However, if you do choose to get one, it's important that you configure it correctly to ensure that you don't end up losing your privacy or having orders placed on your behalf. Any useful device is going to require some trade-off between privacy and usefulness. But with the right settings, you can help lock down your device so you don't have to avoid them altogether. What can you do in order to protect your privacy on a digital assistant? Here are eight tips. The first step is something you should do before you've even made the purchase. Check the privacy policy for your digital assistant online. Some manufacturers have had employees listen to the recordings 
so that they can improve the ability for it to recognize your voice. While the algorithms have gotten better over time, there's nothing quite like having a real human listen in. But do you really want someone else listening to the things that you've told your assistant to do? And if your assistant happened to think you told it to activate, do you really want someone listening in to conversations that you thought were private? It's important that you know what the manufacturer will do with the data that it collects, so that you know if you should shut it off or move to a different room if you're going to have a particularly sensitive conversation. Second, once you've received your device, teach it to recognize your voice. All of the major digital assistants now have the ability to only perform commands when ordered by a recognized user of the device. While that would keep your local news anchor from ordering a dollhouse on your behalf, by itself, it's not going to stop your kids from placing orders. However, with most devices, you also have the ability to limit what each individual user can do. You can say that your child doesn't have the ability to place Amazon orders or to give certain other commands to the device. You can also give permission to your child, but place a passcode on the ordering process, so that if the device hears what it thinks is an order, it won't place it until it hears you say the passcode. That's usually a good idea, especially with kids. Teaching it your voice is also useful beyond ordering. You can connect unique services to your voice. That way, if your child asks Alexa to play music, it will dial up a totally different playlist than if you ask it to play music. Your child probably isn't tired of hearing Baby Shark quite yet, but I'm sure that's not the song you were wanting to hear. If you want to make sure you know when your assistant is recording, then the third item is for you. By default, your device will light up when it hears the wake word, but it won't give you any audible indication that it's activated. If the device misunderstands you and thinks you said the wake word, the only way you'll be able to tell is if you happen to notice that it lit up. But you can change that. Both Google Home and Amazon Echo have a setting that will make it play an audible sound every time it starts listening. That way, you'll know when it's recording you, and you can take action if you don't want it to record at that moment. Fourth, you want to make sure that you lock down your Wi-Fi network. All of the privacy protections you may set on the device do absolutely no good if someone can intercept the data as it's traveling from your assistant to your router. The most important step in protecting your Wi-Fi network is to secure it with a strong password. The password is what keeps intruders off your network and also what guarantees that the data will be encrypted. We covered how to protect your Wi-Fi network in depth in the very first episode of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to it, there will be a link available in the show notes at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash episode 18. As your fifth tip, make sure you closely control what third-party features you add. From a usability perspective, one of the best things about these devices is the ability to add custom features that make it even more useful for you. Amazon calls these skills, 
and Google calls them actions, but the concept is the same. These are similar to browser extensions that can create custom features in your web browser. You can add skills for almost anything, including ordering pizza, checking your bank balance, controlling your home entertainment system, looking up the weather forecast, and even listening to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. However, like browser extensions, these skills or actions are not created by Amazon or Google. They're created by third parties. And because of that, they come with their own privacy policies. Make sure that you know what each skill or action is going to access and don't give it access to any more data than what it needs. Use the same process for adding skills or actions that you should be using for adding apps on your phone. Determine if it's really something that you need to install. Look for ones that have a high number of installs and good reviews, and check the permissions it needs and make sure they're appropriate for what the app claims to do. Tip number six is to make sure that you protect the account that manages your device. Even without access to the physical device, someone who gains access to your account could listen to your recordings and even add extra skills or actions in order to steal more data. Make sure you have a good password on your Google, your Apple, or your Amazon account. And I would also highly recommend adding two-factor authentication. Step number seven is to monitor what recordings are being saved. Over time, you're going to accumulate a large number of recordings from your device, so it's important that you regularly review them and delete any you don't want saved. Fortunately, a recent Google policy change will result in recordings from Google Home devices being deleted after 18 months, but you may not want them hanging around even that long. It's likely that other manufacturers will follow Google's lead and implement similar policies. If you want them deleted more frequently, you can set the policy in your settings. You can also delete individual recordings if you realize the device recorded something you don't want anyone else to hear. And finally, tip number eight is to exercise caution in the presence of your device. If you haven't shut off voice commands altogether, your device will be constantly listening to everything in the room, waiting for someone to say those magical words that summon the device to action. You might think your assistant is asleep while it waits for you to say that word, but that's not actually the case. In order to wake up when you say the proper phrase, your device has to listen to everything said in its presence in order to determine if what you just said was the wake word. And as the couple I mentioned in the introduction learned, even when you haven't said the wake word, it might think you did and start recording anyway. If you're going to be having a private conversation, turn your assistant off, unplug it, or take that conversation to a room that doesn't have a device listening. Many people are finding these digital assistants very useful. While others are rightfully concerned about the privacy implications, especially given the privacy record of many of the companies making these devices. As usual, 
The real truth is somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. Any digital device, digital assistance included, is going to require some level of intrusion into your privacy. However, if you feel the benefits outweigh the risks, you can take steps to limit the impact they'll have on your privacy. That's all for today. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join us back here next week when we will discuss how to stay safe when shopping online. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. For more information on today's topic and a transcription of this episode, check out the show notes page, which is linked in the description. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, we would also appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help us get noticed. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Please do not take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.